Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast that rocks, the weekly podcast that talks about the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between in the ongoing events. With me, coming back, is Pushing Up Roses. Say hi, Hip Foot Roses. Hi, everyone. What's up? I had so many good, so much good feedback, like people asking you to come back. I'm like, okay, good, because I was like really happy with her being on here. Thank God. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I, that better be the response. People wanted me to come back. Yeah, it's not like it's not like I asked Dom to be on the show. Come on now. Oh, I hope. I, disaster. I hope Dom's listening. I hope Dom, because oh, it's only going to be like the first minute in, and he goes, "Dang it." He might. He might actually be listening. Dom, if you're listening, sup. Hey, Dom, thanks for inviting us to San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, depressing. Yeah, I'm not going to forget. I won't either. I never forget. (laughs) I'm like like one of those telltale games. I'll remember that. (laughs) The little speech bubble pops up. (laughs) Roses will remember this. Forever. (laughs) Forever. Even if you go to San Diego Comic-Con later, you're still going to remember this one. (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't matter. Man, that's, wow, that's bitter. (laughs) Dang. It doesn't matter if I'm satiated in the future. I'll just be like, hey, remember that one thing you did 20 years ago? Yeah, I remember that. No. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. No. Um, I Are you making this up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of things I wish I was making up, this was the big news story that broke just a couple days ago. And uh, I sent this to Roses. And holy crap, this is... This is beyond greed. I think this is kind of shocking for everyone in the news world. Metallica has been busted with their Metallica's group, like their actual agency and the people that work with them. They're uh, employed. They're like their management? Management. Yeah, their management. Pretty much everyone with a company they work for and things like that have been busted on recorded audio scalping their own tickets. Yes. And now what that means is they're literally taking... Back in 2017, when they were on a huge stadium tour, they were playing in baseball stadiums like Wrigley Field and Bush Stadium and like the like the big ones. These were not just like regular arenas, too. These were like 50,000 seats at least. They were all selling out. Well, Metallica and their agency, and from what I understand now, some of the band members were aware of this. They didn't think that was going to be enough money. They wanted a little bit extra on the side. So they set out at least 4,000 seats per show just to sell to StubHub and SeatGeek and all those other like ticket bot scalpers. Just so that way they get a share of that too. So that way when the secondhand group uh, companies sell them out like StubHub, they get a bigger, sh- like, bigger share of that cut because it still goes back to Metallica. So, a- so let's say someone paid... $500 for a seat at a Metallica show, which still is not, which is a lot of money. And it's still not even front row, not even close. Still a lot of money. Well, Metallica will to save some of those seats, sell them to SeatGeek, and SeatGeek or StubHub will sell them for $5,000. And that way, Metallica gets $1,000 out of it. Wow. Okay. So when I was reading this article at first, before I read about like the shares and the kind of upselling element, I was kind of wondering, like, is there any benefit to doing this to where uh, I read an article not long ago about how um, concerts are selling tickets prematurely so that they're, they're already sold yep. uh, by the time people get to them. And then they're not even able to buy the tickets. And so I was trying to, in my mind, I was trying to be like, okay, is there a benefit to this? Does that mean it's more accessible to other people? And then I saw the upcharge and I'm like, no, it's not because no. it would need to be the same price or lower or 
So yeah, it's not about accessibility or making sure people get their tickets. It's literally about making more money. Exactly. Per, and Metallica is not the only band that does this. They are just the biggest one to get caught doing it. Ooh. <laughs> and that's the issue. So you have, so I don't know what a good example would be. Say a band like 21 Pilots, they're a huge name. And this is just an example. Don't know if they're caught up in this or not. They're doing arena tours. They're still selling like crazy. They're selling out everything. People love their shows. If they were to do this, they would still be making money too. And if they did the pre-sell, meaning they started selling out uh, tickets to their shows before they even released the, con the tour dates and available to the public... That way, the shows are going to sell out faster, make it a guarantee sale. Then they could sell some of those tickets to the secondhand sites like StubHub and make even more money out of that. Literally, out of doing nothing, just adding like a few clicks and a, a agreement before they even tell their fans when the date, tour dates are. Right. That uh, and let's get away from Twenty One Pilots because that's just a suggestion. But Metallica was doing this, and for StubHub, that is beyond greedy. They were already getting so much money from that sellout stadium tour of 2017 that bled into 2018 and this year, because they were doing the arena tour this year. So much cash just to get up close. And no, that's not enough. Is, Metallica is like not in dire straits, right? As in not no. the band, but like, you know, like in dire straits, like they're not hurting, are they? Because there are few bands where I could honestly say I see them sitting on gold toilets. Metallica oh sits on a gold toilet. Wow! Because they just I they had a they had a new album come out at the end of 2016 that went like two x platinum, if I'm correct. So they're still doing Shit. just fine. They're back and making a platinum album in this day and age is really difficult. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so Metallica's back catalog still sells, especially now with streaming. They're still getting shares out of that. They're doing just fine before that relaunch of the Hardwire tour came out for that stadium tour. So now, oh, how do I really put this? Their grandchildren's grandchildren will never have to worry about college. Yeah, for real. <laughs> they they didn't have to to begin with. And no, they did like, Secure. <laughs> like. What would you do? Like, honestly, it's despite the whole method of how they did this, because what would you even do with that much additional cash that you're already getting a mountain of? Okay, Roses, we're going to give you $5 million over the course of this next year. Oh, five, uh, I mean, 5.5 <laughs> million sounds a lot better. Yeah, like, you know what? Make it 10 million. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do at five million. I right. Do. I'd it's give like, it to charity because my pure goth heart is like I gotta give it to aw, charity. I you know, can make your own I little know. charitable organization too, goth hearts or something like <laughs> that. Oh, I love it. No, I literally, if you talk to any of my friends, I have a hard time saving money because I'm constantly giving it away. I can't yeah. myself. No, yeah, I do. I, I do a lot of charities. and No, that's good. See, yeah. like, and I know Metallica does, like, donations and stuff to charities, yeah. too. But at the same time, you're still making that much money out of your own fans on top of the money you were already going to make with them in the first place. Yeah. Well, I what are you going to do with it? I might, I might be more comfortable with the method if I knew it was going to some kind of charitable cause, like all of okay. it, like uh, every single penny, right? Yeah. And, the, and and obviously the fans and the clients buying it, they would have to know about that, you know? Yeah. Oh that. yeah. Transparency. Yeah. 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 Definitely just be transparent about it. Even if you did take like 2% of that, that I guess that'd be fine. As long as I knew 
that it was going to something charitable. Yeah. Because Metallica, you confuse me. Because <laughs> I, I, uh. I, I have such a love-hate relationship because I like Metallica. I think they're super talented. I like James Hetfield's voice a lot. Mm-hmm. I like making fun of them. <laughs> and I, Oh, I, everyone has everyone has a Metallica uh, impression. Give me a few, give me five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just did there's such a I mean, they're kind of iconic, you know. Um they were some of the first to kind of do the orchestrated stuff with the metal and make it mainstream. S&M. Like yeah. really, yeah, SM was great. And so Metallica, you confuse me. I wanna By like the way, you. SM2 is coming. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yep. They said that before. It's yeah, exactly. Because I'm <laughs> you're talking to the guy who's made two videos about like one I mean, one Metallica album is one of my favorite albums ever, Master mm-hmm. of Puppets. And then they made an album called Saint Anger, which is literally gave me a headache listening to. I know, I know. I didn't I didn't like Saint Anger. Um, yeah. But there's so much Metallica that there I is. really connect to, especially the SM stuff. I love Until It Sleeps. That's just one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. Um, with, the, with the backing, it's very brooding. And, and they're, they're just, they're, they're iconic, you know? And they are. So stop doing weird stuff. I know. And this is, also, this is also a band, like, their fans will come out of the workworks to buy anything new from Metallica as it comes out. That's true. That's it could true. just be a spoken word album with Lars Ulrich just <laughs> reading off a phone book. You oh, better no. believe there's going to be a line of people at that vinyl store willing to buy it on vinyl, hard press. <laughs> You'll like, so they're doing it Do to their fan- dictionary. Yeah, I would buy that. <laughs> Listen to the inflection in his voice. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. So I just right now. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's just this. They're doing it to the fans. They're already charging so much for those seats. Like front row or like in the snake pit, like really up close to Metallica, that is not cheap. That's kind of ridiculous because I I recently went and saw both Elton John and Billy Joel, and I know and they were good seats, and they weren't nearly the price of a Metallica seat. And I'm not yeah. trying to be like, oh, they're just so much better because they're they're you know you can't apples really and oranges. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, they're you know just regarding fame. You know, these are people I think that are very famous, very iconic in music, and one just is so just just crazy more expensive. You know. Yeah. Um, by far and by the way Billy Joel really is still a man of the people when he plays too that's what like there's so many stories about like he'll leave the front row of his seats open just to give away to literally give away to people like to ticket holders that have like nosebleeds he is so great and I I've man his voice is so perfect in concert (laughs) I'm like oh my god it sounds like the studio (laughs) like when you get older you know that you miss a lot of musicians have lost their voice can't hit the high notes anymore they're really straining uh but he didn't have to alter much you know a lot of I think a lot of older musicians do have to alter it how they sing and which notes they're gonna hit but I didn't really notice with Billy Joel you know Billy Joel took a lot better care of himself over the years too though that's true. That's much, true. much better care. I mean, let's be honest, like some of those musicians like don't always take the best care throughout the decades. Mm-hmm. So I think that might have had something to do with it too. Elton John, like he had some ups and downs like with his personal life, but he still took good care of himself. Yeah. And a lot of the voice th- stuff for him was caused by he had throat surgery. I don't remember mm-hmm. when that was. It was before uh, before Lion King because that was uh, post-surgery Elton John voice. <laughs> 
These yes. are like my markers for when this happened. <laughs> the um, circle of life. Okay. <laughs> the circle of life. But what was it liking for that? Yeah. So yeah, that was a uh, post throat surgery. And I always refer to Ellen John as like pre-surgery or post-surgery because we got falsetto and then we got deep voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so his voice has gotten deeper and a little more strained, um, but still amazing concert. I would clearly I would recommend it, but his, it was his farewell tour. So I don't think he's going to come back. And he's he's a musician. I really believe that this is a farewell tour. I don't I really believe that I don't think he's going to do more concerts. After he's that. not going to do the um, kiss where he's had 16 goodbye tours. Right, exactly. Ozzy Osbourne, who's been doing it forever. <laughs> Rolling Stones. They yeah. were doing, they were doing goodbye tours before we were born. I know. And I think Cher, I, I think I actually went to one of Cher's goodbye tours. Didn't she like, I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that was not a farewell tour, but just the way that Elton John. It was a, Hey, remember me tour. Maybe <laughs> yeah. was that it? Yeah, exactly. And when I saw Elton John, I'm like, oh, this feel this actually feels like a farewell tour. This feels like goodbye. Just thinking about that too, because like there's always been farewell tours. Metallica's still going strong, uh, despite all their money. Um, I think that's awesome though. Yeah. That I love Metallica. I just hate what they do. There's so many good things like Billy Joel and Elton John who do it right. And mm-hmm. I think there's many other bands that do it right also. And I just don't know. I don't know. I'm We've talked about it enough. I've just torn between so many feelings about that. And I wish there was a better answer than, yeah, it's Metallica. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> that's that's what it's kind of boiling down to because they are at that level of fame, uh, you know, and their fans, I think, will follow them. Yes, they will follow anywhere. them. They will follow Metallica off a cliff. Like, isn't it <laughs> Lemmings? <laughs> yeah, Lemmings. Yep. Uh, the Lemmings game where they're you're just leading them to death. <laughs> In little Metallica shirts. Yes. <laughs> um yeah oh metallica i do like you but uh, yeah <laughs> that's kind of my feeling it's just like uh yeah it's it's a dirty feeling it's like you, it and i feel the ones i feel the worst about for that are the people that did pay like five thousand dollars for a seat on subhub just because they right. had to see it they had to it's like oh this could have only cost me two thousand right you know <laughs> there's one good thing and that is uh, at least uh they're not morrissey <laughs> I'm just going to compare everything to Morrissey. Man, if even Lars on his worst, most douchey day will still (laughs) not be Morrissey. Let's just remember that, people. That's right. You never have to worry about that. Has Morrissey said anything (laughs) all stupid recently? I feel like it's always like a waiting game for that. Uh, It's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) We have a pool. There's like a calendar pool. Like, all right, how long do you have before he said something bad again? Guys, put it in the comments. When two weeks. Two weeks. Oh. Place, place your bets. When is the next thing? And what is the context of what Morrissey is going to say? We know it's going to be stupid. Yeah, we know it's going to be stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's just we have to do the time because we already know it's going to be bad. Someone left a comment on one of the podcast feeds. It's like, the only good thing about Morrissey is that he used to be a part of a good band. It's like, yeah, oh, that's it. the worst way to say something about someone. But it's totally right. It's totally right. Yep. Oh, so let's move on. We've talked about Metallica being shady. We've talked about Morrissey more than enough. And it was just brief. <laughs> I just, I love trashing that man. I really no, you'll, hey, you'll never hear me complain about that. He has earned it. It's like him and Ted Nugent. You can talk oh. about, you can rip them apart for days. I will never complain. I think in my like Twitter archives, I've called Morrissey like an 
an ass hat like multiple times and every time i do there's just like comments of support really it's like yeah. I'm glad we all agree i'm good can you imagine can you imagine like the scumbag that would come to morrissey's defense i can't oh. I, I can't there it's got to be rare because usually i'll get some defense on a kind of a more opinionated tweet but not that not these yeah not, not that these. one because you yep. know there's tons of troll accounts on twitter even the trolls would be like Ugh. I don't want to yeah, put my fake account on that. that. No, <laughs> I don't want to risk my fake followers on that one. <laughs> we we don't roll with that. <laughs> yeah, too far. Yeah. Too far. I have some ethics. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. So we're going to leave that. One thing that Rose's I have talked about since the last podcast that we've wanted to discuss on here. Have a big discussion about some of the best women in rock. Front women, yes. singer, guitarist, whatever. I still... In 2019, here, some people say, both in comments and in person, like at festivals and stuff, ugh, she's not that great. And comments like that, just because she's just a woman. And that is so messed up. Do you have, have any idea how many women there have been in rock and metal that could destroy over 90% of all the male musicians that have ever taken the stage? I don't think they want to think about that. I think that's the problem here. <laughs> Probably. You know? And that's a and that's the fringe. That is now like few and far between. So we want to discuss some of our favorite like women in rock and metal alternative, whatever that would be. So sure. I want I would like you to start with some anyone that you want to and like go over that way discussion. My very first, I think, kind of experience with being really drawn to kind of a strong rock and roll artist, it was Stevie Nicks. For yep. me. Um, it was first Fleetwood Mac, and I, I should probably mention Christine McVie as well because she's also in Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Amazing artist, amazing, amazing writer. But in terms of bringing the rock and roll, I think Stevie Nicks did that more and then broke off and did uh, Belladonna. And yeah. she has an amazing presence, a very witchy, very dark brooding presence a voice just like i can't even uh yeah. i don't know how you get a voice like that while you're i was gonna say right? it's not only is her voice entrancing it's unique you can't duplicate it it's very unique it's very unique it has deepened over time uh but she did a lot of drugs <laughs> of her own admission too i could she was having some people have bacon and eggs for breakfast she has coke and eggs so she has coke yeah there's some coke going on there oh but yeah she, uh she really introduced me to this kind of world of and I was young at the time, you know, the, I, I grew up with older parents. They liked a lot of oldies and oldies are dominantly male bands. You know, you've got yeah. the turtles and the Beatles and the monkeys and uh, the, the animal. Did I say the animals are I probably the zombies. Yeah. Everything in Motown with the exception of like Diana Ross and the Supremes and th things of that nature. Right. Um, that, that even kind of leaked into the 70s, I would think. Uh, so Stevie Nicks was kind of that first, like, ooh, she is so cool. She rocks, and I love what she's wearing. I love this weird black outfit. You know, it's not always just the music that epitomizes kind of this rock and roll feeling. It's who you are. Definitely. And, yeah, she just exuded that confidence to me. And then after her, I just went through all of these different things. Uh, <laughs> when I was really young, my sister bought me a Bangles cassette tape. Okay. And it was unlike anything I had seen as a little girl. I had never seen four women with this crazy hair playing guitars on the drums. I had yep. never seen that. I was young, you know, and impressionable. Um, and they were playing their own instruments, too. It wasn't a gimmick. It wasn't them just sitting there posing and strumming. They were actually doing it. Yes. Uh, I love Susanna Hoff's voice. Uh, yeah. 
very high pitched maybe for some people, but still very commanding and beautiful. Um, and so I really liked that uh, as well. Uh, and I have so many more uh, like other women to mention, but please uh, don't don't let me ramble the whole time. Who are who are you? Who are your kind of like picks and influences? One of the we'll go back and forth. So one of the big names for me, like from way back before our generation, or like just during our generation when we were born, for me was Joan Jett. Because this was a woman yes. who not only was in the front commanding all her own music, doing everything on her own, she had the presence of someone who said, not only am I, do I belong here, you're on my stage now. This is my scene. She had mm -hmm. that perfect attitude for everything she did. For having songs like uh, just repu Bad Reputation and just all these great things in the cover of I Love Rock and Roll, she was able to give such a strong delivery and it always worked and she still does it she just performed at sonic temple this year and she still can perform she performed at wrestlemania she did the theme song for ronda rousey when she came out yeah she is amazing i always i look to her as an inspiration uh fashion wise and yeah. just badassery wise you know at the same is at the same time uh the runaways and joan jett they were never my favorite music but like i said it's not always about that when you have kind of a rock and roll or a punk scene it's not always about melody it's about owning yourself and being a woman on stage and right. you know being that being that confident you know be that confident um and i always said that i will continue to dress just like joan jett because she is still dressing like Joan Jett and leather and spikes. That's and all spikes. you need to yeah. wear in public. Exactly. And it's, it's very destigmatizing, you know, it um, is. as I get older, what am I quote supposed to be wearing? And the answer is whatever the fuck I want, you right. know, and that she gives that uh, to me. Also you're in the Midwest. It gets cold in the winter. You have to wear leather. Yeah. Come on guys. Like, yeah. What, what the heck? Snowing. What do you expect? Yeah, it's <laughs> snowing. It's snowing no matter what in Chicago sometimes. Yeah. And I'm in St. Louis. Yeah, this, yeah. Vinyl, this vinyl cat suit and it's going to be warm. <laughs> that is true. So if you go to Starbucks going meow, 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 <laughs> give me my coffee and start licking it like a cat, then people might have an issue. They, my, that might not have been what Joan Chet had in mind. Probably not. Probably not. But if you do see that in the Midwest, don't worry. It's just me and I won't hurt you. I just want my coffee. I'm a friendly kitty. That's it. I'm a friendly kitty. Don't meow, worry. meow, meow. <laughs> um, and kind of leading into that, um, Chrissy Hind is also a huge inspiration to me uh, musically and also aesthetic aesthetically. If you if nobody knows who that is, that's the lead singer of The Pretenders. Yep. Um, and it's kind of like... I think it's more rare to see a band like the Bangles just being an all woman group there. Honestly, I struggle and I, that's kind of shameful for me even as a woman, but there are just less all female bands kind of on. Yeah, there really are. It's just not as, as dominant as, uh, as there are male bands, but, um, but I didn't mind that Chrissy Hind kind of led her band because she was on the guitar. She was doing those cool vocals. What a unique voice, you know, it's not quite, it's almost Robert Smithy. Where it's, you can, yeah, you can be punk with it, but it's like almost mournful, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's not so much a brooding voice. It's just like the inflection. It is so well delivered. I'm trying to like really piece together how like the best way to put it, because like she can slow it down with the tempo yes. and make mm -hmm. it croon a little bit. And that's something really hard to do, especially at that time frame where that was not the big music. Yeah. And, and that's I've what's, never yeah. heard a punk band do a waltz. And the Pretenders had a waltz, which is three beats, and that's uh, I Go to Sleep. And it's like <laughs> just the most beautiful song. And it's like, 
it's sad but really beautiful again very it, that's very cure like to me if i'm like sad and brooding but also beautiful at the same time kind of full of warmth and heart that's kind of what it reminds me of so i've okay. never heard like a post-punk or a punk band do like a waltz style song yeah that's, that's awesome. pretty rare so yeah. and they nailed it yeah yeah they did yeah they did yeah one of the ones like going into the alternative scene in the 90s like this is like when we were starting to grow up a little bit mm -hmm. one of the ones that always caught my mind is like a woman that was in the front of a band but like you never thought of her oh well that's just a woman in the gimmick no she was the integral part of the band was garbage with shirley manson yes yes i yes. adore shirley manson's voice all the music she's helped create right and like the three men that were with behind her that like found shirley like because if i'm correct she's scottish i don't i was scottish she irish is. i don't remember okay i think, think scott oh gosh now i don't know i need to look this up do continue scottish i just looked i just looked up scottish okay, okay so i was right the first time i mean her voice is so a just she has that raw raspiness in her voice but she able to sing it out loud and just really drag you in when she gets slow and mournful and like with the slower songs you aren't just hooked you're dragged by it you cannot focus <laughs> on anything else her voice has that commanding presence and i love that and when you go to like the songs like i'm only happy when it rains i mean those are great but like when you get the deep cuts of garbage which mm -hmm. sounds like oh, such i was it's always so hard to say like i love garbage and then people are like what <laughs> no, no, the band. The, sorry. Yeah. And man, they really got to play on words with that name. But they the, did. Yeah. But her voice is still holding up even today. Like when they did, they had a pretty good run, I think in 2017, 2018. They still had new music come out like this past decade and it's still exceptional. Yeah. And, and Shirley Manson was kind of my introduction into what I would call like sensual grunge, where she is clearly very much feeling herself in these songs her voice is really kind of deep and and almost like er erotic if i if i may um but also and there's a soul there's a sultriness looking. to it yeah there's yeah. a sultry sound to her with and she's not even trying to be sultry right yeah you want to hear something interesting about shirley manson yes she uh had body dysmorphic disorder which is the same disorder that i suffer from really and she has spoken about that and I, how i do i think i think i remember her. like her having like talking about like personality and like issues and things like that too like just trying to struggle with that i didn't know that's what it was though yeah she had she had definitely struggled for a time i think she was kind of she managed to uh kind of quell that and manage it over time now it's you're never cured from a mental illness but there are ways to manage it and i think she has found good ways to do that but she would be recording music videos and getting very upset you know about yeah you know, her appearance. And it's, I don't know how many people, this is a very stigmatized mental illness, but for people who don't know, the illness is basically you don't see yourself the way other people do. And you find very small flaws in your appearance that make you feel not just ugly, but abnormal and hideous. And nobody else sees them. It's an obsessive compulsive disorder. And so she was suffering that and could not you know, had to do so many takes for her music videos because she would catch a look at herself and just be, you know, horrified. Right. And she's a beautiful woman. So it has nothing to do with really how you look, but how she was perceiving herself. And so um, I connected with that, you know, with her. I know exactly how that feels. And she's so strong for continuing yeah. to do it and being confident in who she wants to be, you know. And also talking about that, like Garbage was a band like where they had to have her put up front in front of the camera, in front of yes. all the shots on the band pictures and things like that, too. That was just unavoidable. So I yes. can't imagine how much that must have added on to that as well. 
Yeah, it's really hard. Like I'm a public figure myself and it's like, did we choose the wrong, surely did we choose the <laughs> wrong thing to do? But you know, you try because you, it doesn't stop you from wanting to do the things you want to do. I still want to be a YouTuber despite BDD and Shirley wants to be a musician and a rock star and she's got the confidence to do it. And I, I, I it's very inspiring, you know, to see somebody like that, just own it and still do it, you know? Yeah. I think that's I think that's really well said. I mean, I love Shirley Manson. I still listen to garbage pretty regularly too. Just like so many of the deep cuts that I love. So that was always one for me. So I didn't know that detail about it. So I'm glad you brought that up also. So do you have another one? I have maybe a little monkey wrench to throw in okay. here because I like I like surprising people. <laughs> okay. Somebody <laughs> are, are you ready for the suggestion that I'm about to pause? It's Barbara Streisand that you're about it's to say. <laughs> I will not, hang up this call so fast. <laughs> it's not Babs. Okay. Good. I, I, I think I think Babs has her place. Don't get me wrong, but it is not Babs. It is is actually Karen Carpenter. And I okay. Have, I have reasons for okay. Karen Carpenter. So she didn't even know she could sing until a little bit later in her life. She never wanted to be a musician and had no idea the capability she had as a singer. Um, and once she found that she became one of the, what I think the most recognizable voices of the seventies, eighties, she is also an amazing drummer, something I don't think people know. Yep. Um, amazing drummer. I, I, she, had, she was multi-talented. She was not just her and her brother just standing in front of a microphone. That was never right. the case for the carpenters. Right. And her story is, is very tragic. Um, as well she i think also had bdd and that manifest manifested in anorexia yeah and that's what actually ended eventually causing her end unfortunately but like her, she also with the carpenters which was a unique thing at the time too to have brother and sister i think the osmonds were the only ones really doing something like that and the osmonds and the yeah. carpenters were wildly different yes so yes. i mean karen carpenter yeah you're not gonna hear me complain about all at all about her being thrown in thrown into the mix yeah. because she did something original too with that especially when she started doing her own stuff as well yeah i i encourage anyone to go look up her drumming because she is really good and she it's very clear that she loves drumming and she loves to do it that my most <laughs> The most tragic thing about the like Carpenters as a band, I you know, I just learned that it's not the Carpenters. I learned recently that it's meant to be just Carpenters, and that yeah. throws me that throws me sometimes. Um, I think either is acceptable. But yeah, the most sad thing about that is I love Karen Carpenter's voice. I think it is one of the most beautiful voices, but I don't like their songs. <laughs> you don't like long ago and so far away? <laughs> that's like, the one I, I was like, that's probably the most well known one. In my I opinion. like I like close to you. That's fine. Okay. I, I do like I do like I do like listening to some of their songs, but a lot of it is me just kind of a lot of not like on top of the world. You kind of yeah, you kind of drift away when you or Carpenter's music. Let me get that too, because yeah. I keep forgetting about that the Carpenter's Carpenter's thing. Like some of their <laughs> music, you do kind of drift away and like, forget that you're listening to music after a while. Yeah, and it's it's you know it's very it's you know soft rock and. I yeah. don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't like every. But I will listen to Karen Carpenter. I do like their Christmas music. It makes me feel warm and happy. <laughs> Man, that's the thing. I've never. I know of their Christmas music because I think my parents had like one of the old cassettes, like old cassettes. You know, like they reduplicated onto 
actual cassette tape after she passed, but I never really got into their Christmas music. I haven't heard that much of it. Oh, it's so beautiful. As you can imagine, because her voice is just, it's heavenly. I think it's a, like a seven octave voice. I want to say, I don't, she has, she had a range and like, she she, like with the music she had to like, she like, it wasn't until after she started doing her own stuff, like that she really started showcasing that she had a range because she was trying to harmonize so much with her brother. Right. Right. And which is understandable. Why, why don't I remember her brother's name? Mr. Carpenter? Mr. Carpenter. I uh, he's like half of this band, his duo, and I don't remember No, you're right. Name. No one remembers who else is with Karen. The Carpenters were an American vocal and instrumental duo consisting of Karen's siblings, Karen and Richard. Richard! That's wow, right. Wow, I was Richard. way off. I was way off with that. Oh, dear. I'm so sorry, Richard. I have seen that behind the music like a million times like listening to Richard and I still yeah. forgot because yeah. you know what? That's I a good too. thing. This band is about Karen. This is what this band is about because she is amazing. Yeah. Karen made, made the legacy of the Car- yes. of Carpenters too. That's yeah. really how it is. Sometimes that's just how it works. So and yeah, I think so- Richard would be okay. I think Richard's okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. I think he, I think he knows that, you know? Yeah, I think so too. And that's not like, um, bitter, like being bitter or anything. That's just realizing, yeah, my sister is the reason why we were so successful. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Speaking of that, also, this is a good segue for one of mine. Um, this is more of a recent one that's still going on. That's been around for a decade now. Lizzie Hale. Yes. You know, I, I do know who Lizzie Hale is because I yeah. think she's like the sexiest person. On oh, the okay. Oh, yeah. I think she is sex incarnate. Uh, so if we all get to go to a festival together and hailstorms there like they were at Sonic Temple this year and we actually see her again walking by, are you going to be able to handle yourself? No. <laughs> we like just I met her very I met spot. her very briefly when I interviewed the guitarist and bassist of Hailstorm back in 2017. 2018, yeah, she, excuse me. So I, I am not familiar with their music, mm-hmm. but I am familiar with her. And okay, gotcha. Speaking as a person, I find I find a lot of inspiration kind of going back to earlier beyond the music sometimes uh i'm a music person like don't get me wrong i'm in it for the for the music but sometimes i'll find kind of a public figure or a lead uh a lead musician and i'll just be drawn to them right as, as a person and you i see, feel like yeah because like right because like for a lot of people that may not know lizzie hale and rj hale are brother and sister the drummer is rj oh, oh interesting you know and what that's that reminds her... me of yeah it reminds me of uh oh gosh oh shit Missing persons, missing persons. Uh, they had a lead female, and the brother was the drummer. I have not heard that name in a very long time. I don't even think I knew that there was right? a brother sister combo either. Wow, I think I could be wrong actually. I thought it was or cousin or okay, family. I might be wrong, I might be wrong completely. I don't know, <laughs> but missing persons pretty good. So, anyway. fair enough, fair enough. Good <laughs> shout out to missing persons. That's totally fine. That's all With, this is. This is just a shout out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With Hailstorm, not only does Lizzie have a, that great raspy rock voice, she can get loud. I mean, she can mm-hmm. scream along and still come in clear and still sing beautifully. She's done some so much amazing work with singing with other people doing cover songs, which Hillstrom's done a lot of cover songs too, along with their own work. They've won a Grammy. They've done everyone thing they can't pretty much everything they've wanted to. And they're still going very strong. They're not slowing down anytime soon, but a lot of people don't realize until they see Hailstorm live, Lizzie Hale can shred. She is an exceptional mm-hmm. guitar player. 
Oh, that's awesome. That's I'm, I'm not I'm that. not talking. Oh, she's just the rhythm guitar player that strums the same notes. No, she's holding the double neck guitar and shredding it to death for a minute and a half solo. That is so sexy, though, isn't it? Like it's <laughs> yeah. sexy. It's sexy. It, it just you know nobody get pervy in the comments because it doesn't have to be physically sexy. It can be mentally arousing to see a woman shred on the guitar. You know that's very stimulating to me because I know how hard it is to get that kind of platform. So you know what? Go her. Exactly. And she does not hide it either. She is about the music. She knows how, like her presence. She's not afraid of that either. She will go on the front of the stage wearing the six to 12 inch heels, yeah. black tights, black leather jacket, and a t-shirt and just go to work. Hell yeah. It's my aesthetic. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I, I took i got some pretty solid pictures of hailstorm back at sonic temple and i saw them also when they came through st louis uh within this moments and new year's day also female lead led bands um it was like yeah and it was a great tour but yeah she's wearing like these six to 12 inch stiletto spiked heel platform heels how do you walk around and play in those I don't know. I can't even wear them. <laughs> My feet are like broken. <laughs> I like, can't I, do it. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture after. Like these things are yeah. giant. And she just stomps on down the stage. Like it's like, it, and that's her own stage at that point too. No one's going to tell her no. Yeah. I don't know how anybody walks in stilettos. Cause I just wear boots all the time. I just go for the leather boot thing. Uh, Cause heels are, are hard. No for me i can't even somebody go do me a favor everybody buy a pair of stilettos and try to walk in them and see how far you get and I'll you better hope there are not it. cracks in the sidewalk i will take your word for it <laughs> you but... just trust my judgment <laughs> yes i like i have a size 12 in men's i don't know what size that would be in stilettos but i'm pretty sure i would get some pretty awkward looks at macy's if i tried to ask <laughs> what do you mean it amazing. doesn't fit yeah. <laughs> it doesn't fit. Why? Push harder. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. <laughs> like oh, cramming no. it on my big toe. Yeah. So I'll take your word for that. But like Lizzie Hale, I mean, I can't stress enough. Let me, oh, man. Okay. While you're, let's, let's, like, if you have another one, go for that. I'm going to try to look yes. up a picture of her uh, okay. giant shoes. Another person that comes to mind, and I kind of, I discovered around i would say 20 2008 2009 the band okay. the gossip uh beth ditto the lead singer of the gossip I okay i'm not familiar with that one I'm, i don't even know you know i've never i've never heard her name out loud so if i'm butchering that i'm so sorry to everyone it's i think it's ditto i it's spelled ditto like the pokemon ditto so, okay this is a weird <laughs> very good reference too <laughs> well done yes guys it's like pokemon okay yes uh, yeah beth ditto is a very what i would say uh kind of fat positive size positive female lead singer in kind of a punky band called the gossip and she gives no fucks about <laughs> anything she is a plus size woman but she will wear that vinyl and she will be sexy and she will be in your face and she doesn't care what you say about her because she's That's feeling awesome. herself and yeah and she's got a cool voice i've always really liked her voice um so i thought that was significant because to be honest with you you don't see a lot of plus size women in rock just in general um, there's very few I can name. If I do name them, they just kind of get ridiculed. Uh, Mama Cass comes to mind from the Mamas and the Papas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm actually struggling to name. And I, I don't, and I don't mean like other genres. See, oh, yeah. women do R and B and stuff like that, but in the rock 
uh, world, kind of specifically, I kind of struggle to list plus size women. Uh, See, she's not plus size, but she gained a lot of ire from people. And this is also a great front woman to Amy Lee of Evanescence. Ah, I love Amy Lee. I love Amy Lee. Yeah, and Evan, like, see, like, when she burst onto the scene in, like, what was it, 2003, everyone was talking about Evanescence and her. Over the years, she never gained weight, but she wasn't, like, a frail twig. Yeah. And she was kind of, and she was pretty thin back in the day. It's just she was younger. And I think that's what, like, so much, I remember she was one of the few people that kind of said, it's like, um, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. And absolutely. that is the right attitude. And, like, that's what kind of drives me crazy about that stuff, too. It's like, how does that have any size appearance does not have any real impact on ability right and you don't really see that as much with uh with men um, you don't okay if you've I ever mean, seen look the at Brett michaels for example uh, that no. guy looks terrible look at <laughs> axel rose he's been up and down holy crap good and lord no gives, yes and no one gives him any garbage about it uh, whatever no, that's no just axel sing welcome to the jungle again Oh God, no! It's, it's it's really if you're a female kind of musician in the rock and roll world, you're expected to look a certain way and exude a certain kind of sexuality. But why can't that take the form of of any size? Why right. not? This is rock and roll. This is punk. This is rock and roll. Shouldn't exactly, matter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Especially matter. on the punk scene too. You know, you don't want. To, are you really going to have to like conform to a certain ideal image while playing punk music? I would hope not. That does really not make any that. sense. Okay. No, it doesn't make any sense. I just yeah, I just sent you a a, tw a tweet on Instagram. It's an older Ooh, tweet now, but it'll give you the my point. So. God. So and please read the tweet also. I just want to make sure the cadence from Lizzie Hale really gets across of what she said as a joke about her about her shoes. <laughs> Seven inch heels last night. I only wear the nine inch when I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, that a good enough? For it. Is that a good enough response? Did, and like when you look at them, like. She's wearing those the entire show, too. That's not just one song. It's like, okay, kick these off. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't even stand in those kind of shoes. Because if you notice, the the foot is totally bent and the heels like. No, yeah. She is on like up. the ball, like on the um, big toe and on that imprint. And that's it. Like her heel is way higher than her toes, if that makes sense. Just like trying to describe yeah. the picture. She's playing yeah. a guitar. Yeah, and, she, and she's not just playing. She's walking around. She's shredding on it. She's go, She's working. That's badass. Right? That is badass. <laughs> exactly. Right, Come on, pick up the slack. I don't even know what I don't even know what the equivalent for like guys would be like to try to pull that at the same time. I've seen some rockers kind of you know rock. Well, Elton John totally rocked you know True. platforms. It's not quite the same. <laughs> what no. I would like to see is kind of a, a cis male. Do it instead, a straight, you know, a straight cis male. That would be nice. Um, it's mostly kind of the LGBTQ community doing the really intense uh, shoes like that. These are even more intense. These are not, I don't think these are considered <laughs> platforms. I don't, they're just, they look like death. Like if you step on some. No, yeah. Like you can like literally destroy someone's life with a good field goal kick from one of these. Yeah. I have, I have shoes just with spikes on them and I've hurt people on accident oh. so, sorry sorry to everyone at the wedding i went to back in september i thought it looked cute and then i ended up spiking people in the leg sorry i got blood on the bride's dress i know that's I'm bad sorry. luck <laughs> <laughs> I know that's bad. 
bad luck. <laughs> Oops. Oh, they're going to get a divorce now because of my shoes. Like, but guys, horrible. look how good these are. Come on. Look, look how cute these are. Come on. Come on. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, also, you got your blood on my shoe, and I can't take these back. So, <laughs> yeah. I just I'm said like you really sad because I can't wear my spiky boots to concerts. It, it makes sense that I would be that. I would yeah. Wear them, if you, I don't, that, I don't think know. you'd be able to get those into a daydream festival. No. I, I don't think so. And I, I had don't to think so either. That. I had to be like, that, Oh no, they're not gonna, they're not gonna let me do that. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. So I just sent you two more pictures of, um, hailstorm one with a double neck guitar. I love the double neck. That's, that's just badass. Yeah. She kind of reminds me of Joan Jett a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she does. And that yeah. was her. And then again, like she's, this is not just an appearance type thing. This is really Lizzie Hale working the show. She yeah. is a musician through and through. I love her jacket too. I love right? the kind of intimidating look. Uh, I actually had an interesting conversation with somebody about this because uh, I went to that Curiosities and Oddities Expo in Chicago. Yes. And you're going to find a lot of alternative women. Uh, and it, the, the community is almost kind of owned and run by very gothy, punky, alternative women because I think it's just kind of, it's almost a feminist thing, you know? Um, yeah, see, I, I get that. I didn't know the Oddities thing was actually run by women. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's actually run by... Um, uh, a, a boyfriend girlfriend team, but the okay. but the vendors, like this whole community, is just <laughs> quote run by women. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's a lot of strange looking women and their friends. As my boyfriend put it, that is how he described it. That's a, that's also, a f he is also a normie, so he gets to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it 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 is. It's it's very liberating and kind of a feminist idea to get the tattoos wear the spikes be a musician shred on the guitar this is what i want to do uh despite what people tell me is right you know exactly and there are so many women that have paved that foundation yeah. it shouldn't be an issue anymore i mean there's like you said before like you don't know of many all girl or a bands with all girls as members there's a punk band now called Dollskin. Okay. They're a younger band. They were on Warp Tour the last couple of years that I played through. They're an all-girl punk band that just released their third album. They have something. It's all about the music for them. When you see these girls, you're like, oh my gosh, these girls are adorable. And then you see in plays like, oh my gosh, they're really great too. They they met each other in the School of Rock when they were playing together in Arizona. Oh, how cool is that? That's right? really cool. And yeah. it worked and they got signed and they're going on tour. They opened past this year. Wow. So they're they're doing great too. That's so. Awesome. That's yeah, awesome. so it's happening. I just, I love it now because you'll see at these big festivals, you'll see bands with like, like female fronted bands, and it's not an issue anymore. It's yes. like, yeah, okay, that's that's there's hailstorm, there's in this moment, you know. I mean, and then there's women that are fantastic instrumentalists. The Pixies. I mean, when you look back at like both at the '90s when they were just tearing up their own unique little slice of the scene away from the grunge side and the punk side and everything. And then you go back to the Pixies today, they still, uh, I can never remember the original female in the Pixies. I don't remember her name. I can see her in my head. <laughs> I know. But I can't um, remember the name. And then after she left and the Pixies came back, Paz Lenchanted, who was part of A Perfect Circle and other, other great bands too, she's now the permanent member of the Pixies. Yes, yes. And she's an amazing bassist, so that's going to bother me. Okay. 
Pixies. Uh, the bassist for um, Talking Heads, Kim Kim Gordon. Kim Deal. Why do I want Kim to say Gordon? Where am I getting I that from? Kim Deal was the original member of uh, Pixies for the, the bass. If yeah, I'm and correct. then we have um, we have a, I believe, a guitarist for Smashing Pumpkins that was female as well. Yes. Again, I'm kind of struggling to find the names because and the names she was so great. Yeah, there. and yeah. she was such a key part of that, even though. Smashing Pumpkins is now just the Billy Corgan show. It's supposedly gotten <laughs> back together. Like, um, Darcy. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah, and, she, like, uh, she, like, worked with other projects, too, over the years. Like, she never left music, the music scene. She just never cashed in her chips and sat at home. She worked with some great projects after that, too. Um, mm -hmm. If I'm correct, James Eha is actually back with Smashing Pumpkins now, too, at least working friendly with him again. I liked their latest song. I, I can't. I can't say I'm the bi biggest Billy Corgan fan. He's right. He's kind of a douche, but I do. Historically, I've liked the Smashing Pumpkins, and I like kind of their their newest stuff as well. And that kind of came to mind with, you know, women in in the band, and they're not necessarily necessarily the lead, but they are a yeah. key component. Um, even Hole, even though Courtney Love was the lead singer of Hole, they had you know, again, I'm oh god, I sound like a tool now because I can't remember. The other woman's name, who was the in whole in whole, who was the key component, but it's not surprising because when you are in a lead, you know the lead singer yeah. always. Well, gets Courtney Love, voice. especially with Hole, I mean that's going to be a bigger thing too, because yeah, like I you're going to be you're, you're, even the guys yeah. were overshadowed at that point. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Yeah. I cannot and like people and <laughs> yeah, and everyone and their mother has an opinion on Courtney Love. She was still the front of her own band, and she still made great waves with that too. Yeah, I think my my I I was always kind of back and forth on Courtney because uh her I've I've done a lot of kind of reading of her biography and her yeah. and watching behind the music and she's she's had it rough and I've and, seen the behind uh, the music stuff too like with yeah. the daughter and stuff too and it's yeah, like yeah there's been like she's like she's had some behavior issues herself look yes. what she's been through though yes it's it's coming from somewhere and yeah. uh, I know people make fun of her plastic surgeries as well. But after listening to her, I'm like, this this woman also has BDD. Yeah. Because you know what, guys? You don't get three, four nose jobs like that unless you have an issue, unless you have a perceived issue with your right. appearance. So I try not to. I tr try really hard not to make fun of musicians' plastic surgeries because the pressure is immense and you don't know what kind of problems they're having with yeah. their appearance. And it shouldn't be mocked. It's, you know, it should be met but some kind of compassion. I think it might be met with more compassion had Courtney not had behavior problems. I think well. so too. I mean, and yeah. that's a shame, but at the same time, when you look back in hindsight now and all the things that happened, who would have handled that? Well, who would have had like the perfect, like, Oh, well that's life back to work, you know? Yeah, yeah no exactly. One. And you know what? Doll parts is amazing. It still speaks to me today. And yeah. it's kind of peak Courtney love and very raw. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, all things said, I, I at least appreciate that out of, yeah. out of everything. So, yeah, I think that's very well said. Yeah. So I think that's this has been an excellent discussion on some of the best women. I'm going to like Yay! literally I know when I actually make this post on my website, I'm just going to have a big, long list of music videos. And I want yes. people to check out the actual like when I share it on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. So that way, okay, here's some carpenters, here's some garbage, the band, <laughs> not the actual trash. Here's some hailstorm. I just want people to click around and really appreciate some of the stuff, you know? Definitely. Absolutely. So we could talk about good things. There's good things to discuss, not just Morrissey. 
Sorry. Not, we're not going to just talk about Morrissey. Like, no. I, it's always welcomed. I will call him a, a trashy toilet for the rest of my life. But, you know, we can we talk about pasta. Hey, um, Roses, toilets yeah. are ne- are necessary and we need them. Oh, you're right. I shouldn't compare it. How about like a clogged toilet? That's always a pain <laughs> in the ass. No one wants a fucking clogged toilet. Oh my gosh. You're going to a festival. You're going to see those porter potty <laughs> clogs. Oh yeah. That's more. <laughs> that's Morrissey. Oh no. Last Morrissey's time I a clogged him- porter potty. Okay. Yep. Last time I called him a has been this episode. He is a clogged porter potty. That's right. <laughs> So the next time you come on this podcast, you're really going to have to step your game up to top that one. I'm going to come up with another one. It's going to happen. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I got to tell you one of my co- my festival stories now. This is not gross, but it does involve a porter potty. Oh, boy. Okay. So this is one of the most messed up things I've seen. I, you'll get where I'm going with this, too. This was in Atlanta in 2016 at a festival called Shaky Knees. It was a multi-genre festival, and it was awesome. It had everyone from Florence and the Machine and Huey Lewis in the news and My Morning Jacket all the way to Deftones and Ghost. I mean, it was so well done. And anyway, so this was day three. I was walking between bands to do like, to get to shoot one band to the other. So I was walking between the stages and they were spread out throughout this park in downtown Atlanta. And I went in line to go to use one of the porter potties on the way. I opened the door and you know what I see? (laughs) You'll never guess. Is, is Is it a bird? Was it a bird? Uh, was it a bird? It wasn't. I, it wasn't. If it was a bird and I freed it, that would have been a happy little story. <laughs> what was it? I opened the door and saw two teenagers making out. Ah, oh, the porta potty. He was sitting on the seat. They were all fully clothed. He was sitting on the seat, and she was like across his lap. <laughs> no. And these were young teenagers too. Like they were not. They were not college. And so I opened the door and like they were mid makeout and like they turned their heads to me and those kids were horrified. Oh, and oh I, in, and in my instant reaction, I don't know why I said this. I should have, I don't know why I said anything. I looked <laughs> them both in the eyes and go, I guess I'll find another and close the door on them and just left. <laughs> Never saw him again. Those kids were legitimately horrified, though. Oh, so, you know what? It was probably like they're dating, they're excited, yep. and they're still kind of young, and they think slightly kind of risky. And this is yes. what they chose. And they just get caught first time with <laughs> some guy. <laughs> oh, man. And like, yeah, they're like, they had to like ditch their parents somehow. This is the only yep. chance they could be together or ditch their friends or whatever. But yep. here's my thing. That was one of theirs idea. It wasn't a combo <laughs> idea. It's like, you know what? This is perfect. One of them got talked into it. So I <laughs> need to I want to talk to the other one to go, you need to leave that kid. He's <laughs> gonna lead you down a path of destruction. You know it. Do not make th- this is a health hazard. Do not make <laughs> out in porta potties. Come on. Really? How many people do you know open their mouth in porta potties? Well, you're making out with some <laughs> of them. What do you what are you doing? No, I like cover myself in plastic, yeah. cover the toilet seat. I hold breath. Touch nothing. Just, touch nothing yeah. with your hands. I pee as like fast as I can. Just yeah. like, got to get it out. Got to pee. Got to get out of here. It's a, it's a contamination <laughs> thing. It's like if you're longer than 30 seconds, you're contaminated <laughs> with something that you don't even know. Yeah, you don't even know what's in there. Like, and like, there's a lot of people in there. 
And also, like for some of the big festivals, they routinely take care of those porter potties too. They try to process mm -hmm. them and make sure they're all set. It's yeah. still not enough. There's just that yeah. many people that go through them. And all it takes is one drunk jerk to ruin the entire thing. Ew. Ew. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. I, 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 don't, even, <laughs> I don't even get to go with it. They, they make a Morrissey all <laughs> over the place. No, Morrissey. I actually saw somebody at the uh, at the Curiosities and Oddities Expo <laughs> puking in a trash can. Oh, the were they I, just I, sick or like because they saw something freaky? That's intense if that's the case. Right, I wasn't really sure. Um, I, I guess my boyfriend gave the other boyfriend like a nod of like, "It's okay, you'll be okay." <laughs> okay, just, good. Yeah, she was just puking in the trash can. I I, I thought about that too. I'm like, did she see something kind of gross, or is she sick? Like, either way, oh, like I feel bad. Yeah, because like you saw some freaky things. Like, um, you went to that Odyssey, so you saw live suspension from what you told mm -hmm. me. Yeah, live suspension. Uh, That's intense. Was, yeah, there was some music. It wasn't. It was not rock and roll music. It was old timey strange music. Ooh, yes. with like the hand crank that one creepy box. <laughs> no, no, it was like people were sitting at like just like a drum and like a piano, and they were playing kind of bar saloon. Oh, like, okay. They had like a monocle and a top hat. They were very dapper and like gentlemanly. I'll try not to make fun of that because I know Dom gets salty whenever I <laughs> call people dapper because I think about British men when I think about dapper men. That's just that's just how I do. And, Why uh, would Dom get salty about that? He just get he's he's just a salty boy. I he's guess. Boy. Um, <laughs> he's a sensitive <laughs> salty boy. Sensitive salty boy. This is how that goes. Uh, and they also had. Um, they weren't playing music, but they had two uh, women performers from kind of like a sideshow, like a kind of like a freak show sideshow thing that they had run. And they what they did was they would attach metal, a metal piece to a guitar and the other one attached a metal piece to kind of her vagina area. And they take a grinder and grind the metal and it would shoot out all of this amazing like sparks, sparks. and kind of fiery. Oh, it's so cool. And they set it to, you know, kind of metal music and they're performing and that it was so cool it was so cool uh i think the suspension is interesting too uh body mod in general is interesting to me uh, i know it's not to everybody but it's always interesting to see the resilience of the body i think that's yeah. what you know suspension is all about that suspension stuff is no joke too i it's mean they no take joke. it serious yeah. and like i remember watching like this might have been on ripley's believe it or not or something like one of those back in the day like sometimes they'll do it for like hours at a time too yeah no it's it's hardcore it's yeah. hardcore. And I think I, I was trying to tell uh, Dom about it. I could tell he was getting a little squicked out. And I, and oh, that's I tried okay. to, and I tried, <laughs> and I tried to, I kind of tried to explain in my very roses way that, you know, it's kind of beautiful when you watch it in person, though. You kind of have to be in it and watch it and see this person kind of floating off the ground and to see how strong you know, the body is and kind of how right. beautiful it is. And yeah, and it, it was mostly vendors at Curiosities and Odysseys. It was, a lot of taxidermy, a lot of death positive stuff, some some music stuff, uh, because, you know, you kind of go into goth stuff. I found some Robert Smith posters and some Susie Sue can like prayer candles. <laughs> Saint Susie wow, Sue. Okay, I mean, then. what more can one want? <laughs> <laughs> you have a little you have like your old 80s, 90s shrine. You're lighting <laughs> the candles every morning. <laughs> yep. 
I would buy Saint Susie Sue, another another amazing uh women. Saint Sue. Saint <laughs> Sue. And uh what else? Just so much stuff. A lot of bones and skulls, original artwork. Uh it's very cool. Like if anyone's interested in that, they do travel the country all year. Uh, so it's not just a summer thing, but you know, they don't hit up everywhere. It's fairly new. So, but if, but if it is close to you, uh, I, I recommend going, you will find so many cool, creepy, unusual things. If you do like the strange and unusual, like I do. <laughs> to give an idea, like you said, this was like two stories over a hundred something vendors. And yes. it was so good that you went back the second day. Yeah, Chicago was a little different. They had a two day event. It's some it's normally a one day, but they did a two day. And yes, two stories, 175 vendors. That's massive. Yeah. And this is not counting the suspension and the live shows and the magic shows. Uh, I was shocked. I was overwhelmed because I was in my element. So I'm like, this is everything that makes me happy. And I don't know do (laughs) (laughs) some people when they get to disney world for the very first time they're just in the happiest place on earth well rose's disney world's a little bit different a little bit different a little bit different yeah i i think i will i will put this out there i think you me and dom should go to one of these curiosities and oddities expo come on it's only if so I get fun. to only if I get to bring my cameras, I get to take pictures, and I get to record the Dom's reaction. That's all that we're gonna do. Okay, <laughs> this good. is gonna be okay. Dom we're on the same page. Yes. Dom reacts. <laughs> Dom reacts to weird things. I can set it up so that way I have one <laughs> camera on him at all times, and then the camera looking at. Yes, exactly. You like need the to side get, like, by side. Oh you man, you need to this get like the so spider. Good. Yeah, the the dead spider. I show I showed him my my taxidermied um, death's head moth today, and I, I think he thought it was cute after a while. Um, but at first, he was like, "Oh, that's that's nice, roses. That's that's a nice dead <laughs> bug you have there." <laughs> what a salty little as much as I did. <laughs> but this is what the, I think. I think he will like it if we go together and yes. road trip it up. And we're going to buy such cool stuff. Oh, my God. I can see it now. I remember it like, I remember you sending like the link and it goes to New Orleans because Gretchen loves yes. New Orleans to death. So and that I've never be been an, to New oh Orleans. Oh, my gosh. That would be an amazing spot to have this expo. Because that's what I was saying. Like, on death? Thing. Yeah, that's the city yeah. for it. That is. I love New Orleans. It's a great, like, rich city i love the french quarter and the beignets which are little fried goodness like donuts they're just these the lightest oh, little donuts you've ever had in your life they're called beignets and there's never had those you got to i love donuts too so that's like right up my alley you got to tell gretchen that there's this expo that you both need to go to oh, i don't have to even new say orleans. that all i have to say is orleans new orleans new orleans she's all set <laughs> All right, then. Nice. She's like, she just went um, earlier this year. I think she'd see a concert. I don't remember which one. I think it, I don't, uh, I'll have to ask her. I think it might be one of the bands we talked about, Fleetwood Mac or Elton John or something. But yeah, she went there for that say, with her mom. Yeah, I see. You did mention she did see Elton John. I was wondering if in, in New Orleans or not. Yeah, and she got to do the VIP thing also. And I'm jealous of that. Oh, I'm very, I'm very she, jealous. Of that. She got to sit on his bench and like right at the piano. Yeah. And then well, Dom you know went what? to San Diego Comic-Con without 
that's fine. You know what? I got to see dead things and I'm seeing the cure VIP. That's in August, true. So everybody else can shut their gob. <laughs> That's true. You are going to you're going to see the cure in Pixie Deftones in yes. a really nice arena in California. So that's yes, also the Rose really Bowl. Yeah. Rose Bowl. That's and not a, I have that's a, a dead huge bug. Venue. I have a mounted dead bug, and I'm happy about it. So. And I'm bringing him to Robert Smith, and we're going to take a picture together. <laughs> I'm bringing this dead moth. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I, he, you look at Robert roses. Smith. There he is, Mothy. I told him all about you. <laughs> oh, no. This is peak weird roses right yes. now. It's, it's getting creepy up in here. Man, if you thought Robert <laughs> Smith's weird like interview on the Rock and Roll, just wait till he meets roses. Yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> roses, you aren't drinking. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can out weird anybody. <laughs> I don't know. Robert Smith might take you up on that challenge. I think I think maybe I can't imagine bringing like a dead bug through security at the airport. People are gonna be like, "Yeah, the airport would probably this? be like, no." The concert, <laughs> no. I don't think they would care. Like the actual venue staff, they're like, "Whatever, just just just, just whatever." It's not, it's not a knife, is it? Okay, just go. <laughs> dead bug. Oh my god, fine, just get out of here. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> the cure's in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cure's in town. Whatever. Here's the cure. <laughs> uh, I'm still like I sent out to like see if I could shoot for that one. I have like they just like basic information, so I won't know for a while either. Okay. I'm so bummed that they're only doing two store two stops this entire year through all of America. I know. I just why not Chicago? Why not Chicago? Chicago gets everything else. So what about St. Louis? You know what? I would that would be easier for me too. Than, yeah, that's true. Know, yeah, I fly not to, to LA. You have yeah, to go through exactly. LAX. Yeah. Yep. No, I would like. I would totally go if it were St. Louis. I'd be going there. You know. Yeah, that's. Uh, but the only other one was in Texas, and I'm like Texas outside in the humidity. No. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. also that's. I think if I'm correct, that's at Austin City Limits, and that is hipster. That's like the hipster Woodstock. I don't mind that so much as the heat mm. and humidity. You would think I'd be used to it. I'm. There's no Still getting like, used to it. There's no getting used to it. It's I shot a concert. I shot a concert last night. It was 97 all weekend. Oh, I no. sweat off at least a couple pounds. And it was a good show. Also talking about lead uh, lead female singers, Dorothy and Diamante, who are both have amazing voices are worth checking out. Especially Diamante. She has that hard rock fun vibe. She already has a number one song singing with a band called Bad Wolves. And then Dorothy, who's a blues rock singer. And Ooh. she has a great voice. Like she's straight out of the seventies. That's awesome. And I also I empathize because the uh, the Oddities Expo, no air conditioning and excessive heat what? on Saturday. Yeah. Nope. I'd be done. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dragging Dom into a hundred degree thing, dead animal. <laughs> Dom, isn't this fun? Don't you love America? <laughs> America. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh no. It actually. Um, it was somewhat bearable because they did keep it like kind of aired out with fans and then it stormed the next day and that's when it was fine. Like it was okay, cooled good. off the next day. But yeah, we had excessive heat warning on Saturday in Chicago. Um, yeah, imagine just, I mean, convention centers, even though you're in the shade, they get really stale if you're they just kind of, you have to keep walking. Otherwise you are just going to pass the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it was still so amazing. I'm glad I went the next day because that was even more comfortable. So I could like take my time and 
and really look at the bugs in the dead. <laughs> really examine which one I want to take home for me. Adopt yeah. a bug. Yeah. Never, th never thought I would see a life-size taxidermied coyote, but there's time for everything. And that was yesterday. You saw, <laughs> like, you show, you put some pictures of like some of the animal skeletons and skulls too. That was mm -hmm. intense. It is. It is intense. It's more intense than people think, but it's. It, there's a beauty to it. That's that's a, that's a conversation for another day about right. death positivity and beauty. But just you just have to take my <laughs> take my word for it, guys. Like it's it's cooler than it, than I'm probably making it sound. <laughs> Alice Cooper would approve. Alice Cooper's going on yeah. tour still right now. He would approve of that. He should go to this expo. Like it's so not big. Oh enough yeah. Him, but he, he should he should film a music video at that expo. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, he's still so doing good. stuff. I mean, he's still going on a big tour yeah. this summer right now. So I I I wanted to dress up as Alice Cooper, like genderment Alice Cooper for Halloween and just have the, you know, have the cane and the hat and like yeah. super oh, I think it's so it's like Goth Elton John. That is what it is to me, especially in like the white. I think Alice like, Cooper is the Goth Elton John. You've heard it here, folks. Perfect. From me. Pushing up roses. Alice Cooper is the goth Elton John. They always talk about parallel universes and yeah. multiverses. Yeah, this is Elton John in another universe. Alice Cooper. <laughs> Clearly. Obviously. <laughs> yep, it checks out. That sounds about checks right. Out. Yep, it's legit. <laughs> also, there that'd be a, a duo, or that'd be like a compilation song for two guys to work together, two artists. Wow. You take my money now. I yeah, Elton John and Alice Cooper. Him banging on the piano while Alice Cooper's lighting it on fire at the same time. <laughs> I want it so bad. Like, Man, I want that's... a gigantic, like, Frankenstein, like, thing on stage. And they can yeah. On and, it. like, yeah, like, the piano is, like, this old beat-up looking piano that's like, has, like, animals crawling all over it and stuff. In the shape in a, of a coffin? In, in, the a shape... in a graveyard. Yeah. Uh... See, we've already thought this through. Like, Do you know how much is... money? They, they could just print money at that point. They don't even have to release the song. Are they and on they, Twitter? I'm going to tweet our ideas to them. Twitter? Oh, I'm sure Alice Cooper is. I don't know about Elton John. <laughs> Dear Alice Cooper, have you thought about... <laughs> I, I so highly doubt Elton John is on Twitter. Elton official. So he has an account that's... I don't know if it's like his group or agency, but yeah, he definitely ha he has a page on Twitter. Yeah. That has, that has the blue John's check mark. Man. Yeah. Elton yeah. John's management. Have you heard of Alice Cooper who's on tour? You guys need to meet <laughs> together. Have you heard of Alice Cooper? Yes. Quotable quotes. Alice Cooper. And yeah, Alice Cooper actually. Um, I think Alice Cooper's the same. Like he probably has a team that does it for him. Because yeah, like, Alice probably. Cooper's tour is going on right now with like uh Nita and everyone. Uh yep. Robert Robert Smith has a Twitter, and you know how when he's tweeting. The man yeah, I want to know now. in caps locks. He so he shouts everything? He shouts everything. <laughs> Robert's the one time when he gets loud and angry <laughs> and actually does talk loud. It's on Twitter. Yeah, that's that is how I know that that it's him because Robert Smith has always and forever typed in caps locks. <laughs> Wait, caps, is caps, um caps is lock. it the cures page or is like Robert Smith had his own page? I think Robert Smith has his own page, but even on the cure, if there's a caps locked uh, tweet, it's probably Robert. It's him. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Because that is how that is how he types. Yeah, I see someone right now. This is so lovely, and someone doing like little kids doing a cover of Push. <laughs> yeah, people should check that out. The uh, the Push cover from the kids is super cool.
Okay, I'll put that on the link too for that way we can watch that. Oh yeah, I see a bunch of little kids doing push. See, yeah. last night I was at I was uh, shooting for Chevelle and King Benjamin. They had uh, the Cure love song playing between like between oh, nice. sets while they're setting up. Everyone was loving it, and then and I didn't tell you this part. Um, oh. They were doing sound check, and the guitarist, like the guitar tech, started doing like a guitar solo for Godsmack. A little bit of a total discord. Just a bit. It was a little off sounding. Then he put the guitar down and then it was back to the cure. Like, it's like love song is playing. Then suddenly I'm not the one who's so <laughs> voodoo. No, it was not voodoo. Like, oh what my is gosh. happening? <laughs> I want my money back. And this isn't even one of the bands that's playing. Her. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. See, but I'm a god. Ha happy, happy to hear that yes. they're playing the cure in between. Yeah, they were doing great stuff because they played deft a few like Deftone songs too, which I loved. Nice. But nice. yeah, <laughs> man, every time someone reminds me of Voodoo, I realize was that even the same band? What I know, it's so and they and they still play it live. I saw them in 2017 at a festival that I shot, and they have fire pyro going off the entire three minute song <laughs> for that. I'm I'm kind of into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but yeah, that's like the anomaly song. For it really movie. is. I mean, they're just a riff and chug along radio rock band, and that's fine. But yeah, then you have Voodoo, and that was like a big song that was on the radio. Yeah. It sounded, hey, I'll give them credit. It sounded like nothing else on the radio at the time. <laughs> exactly. It was unique. And I feel the snake bite into my face. Okay. Uh, it's unique. I'm gonna give it to them. Yes, like, it's something different, especially half, even like in half the, of it, a credit. You just one half credit. You get the <laughs> you get a participation award in your own album that you were already participating in anyway. Good job, Godsmack. Thumbs yes, up. <laughs> you made a you you made one more track on your album that got attention. <laughs> oh dear. Uh okay. Um, before we start wrapping it up. Last time, I we had a great story about the monkeys and um, how that turned out. Do you have another monkey story that you would like to share with everyone? Because you are the monkeys aficionado. I have a short story about okay. the monkeys. Now, as most of you may know, the monkeys were what we would consider a manufactured band. They responded to an ad in the paper, and uh, they were. Oh, they I want to be a musician. Yeah, I want to be a musician or an actor because it was just show slash music. So the monkeys consisted of two actors and two musicians. One of the musicians, Mike Nesmith, now he was very, very serious about being a musician. He fought really hard to get his own songs on the B-sides of the 45s. And he was mm -hmm. allowed contractually a couple songs that he wrote for this. Um, however, there was like a confrontation at one point with one of the management. And they were really, I guess, getting into it. And Mike Nesmith like punched a hole in the wall and kind of threatened the management and said, that could have been your face. He pulled a Kyle. <laughs> Wait, a Kyle did something. What Kyle? What happened? Did somebody no, punch a wall? No, <laughs> no. There's a big meme going on right now about Kyle's. Oh, about okay, wanting to punch walls you. and drywall. So I'm just saying he pulled a <laughs> Kyle. Like, because anyone that's named anyone that's named Kyle automatically wants to punch drywall and chug monster energy. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a name like that. Like yeah, if you think it about really it. Is. Uh, but no, yeah, he punched a wall because um 
I think what had happened is their management and Don Kirshner was a, a part of that. He was a big talent scout in the sixties. I guess they had released a song that they wasn't supposed that what they weren't supposed to. And oh. uh, they were being told that they couldn't write, they couldn't do this and that and blah, blah, blah. This is before they left those people. Uh, man, Mike Nesbitt just, he punched the wall. Mike Nesmith was kind of a salty type in the 60s. And like I said, he was very serious about. Yeah, like from what I understand, he was like the more driven part of this instead of just like along for the ride and enjoying right. the fame. Right, exactly. And he's come around a little bit. He still tours uh, with Mickey Dolenz because two of the monkeys are now uh, have passed away. Uh, but he does. He worked on the new album, Good Times, which came out a couple years ago. So I think he's come around on the idea of the monkeys. He used to not like it because it was kind of a sour thing for him because mm -hmm. uh, he was one of the musicians. There were two musicians, Peter Tork, Mike Nesmith, two actors who dabbled in music, Davy Jones and Mickey Dolan. Right. Uh, yeah. And that kind of set in motion uh, what was going to become of the monkeys after that. So Mike, that you heard it here, here first. Oh, also Mike Nesmith's mom invented liquid paper, white out. Huh? Mm -hmm. Did not know that. And one more tidbit before we wrap up, Mike Nesmith won the first Grammy award for a quote music video for his compilation elephant parts, which you should check out if you like music set to video. <laughs> I will post that video if I can find it on YouTube. Yeah. I think I remember something about that, but wow, I didn't know. So yes. mom invented liquid paper. Uh -huh. Son was his famous musician, artist, uh -huh. actor. That's a pretty good genetics in that family. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> some good genetics. I know, me too. Man. Well, I think this has been really good. I think we've a few things. We listed off some killer uh, female musicians that deserve a lot, like to not only revel in what they laid what, like laid down for the foundation, but also some current ones too. We established that Alice Cooper is the um, <laughs> goth Elton John. Is that the way to put it? Yeah, the goth, the goth Elton John. Okay, yes. he's goth Elton John. And <laughs> that Morrissey is an overflowing stuck porter potty i'm happy with that yeah i mean no, i don't want fan art submissions but morrissey is that level so i if think let's draw some like fan art of me punching morrissey i'm fine with it oh man that'd be great <laughs> into a porter potty into a porter potty or me just calling him a has-been <laughs> so yeah there you go <laughs> calling him a has-been while punching him there you go i like it i like this idea that is perfect. So there's been so many things. Thank you again so much for coming on here and talking about some of this stuff. I was wanting to do like the women in rock topic ever since we talked about it two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So please, if you can, just tell everyone where they can find you on YouTube and if you have anything special coming up soon. I think I saw you post on Twitter some another awesome <laughs> idea that you have that's getting a lot of attention and it's pretty cool. So please tell everyone. Is it the is it the Golden Girls thing? Yes. Yes, yes. I, I already did a video on my channel, youtube.com slash pushing up roses. And if you just Google pushing up roses, you might find some stuff. I don't really know. I've never done it, but Twitter and Insta and Facebook should come up as well as my YouTube channel. But yeah, I had done a Golden Girls episode not long ago, and I am ready for more Golden Girls shenanigans and salty, sassy humor from all of the actresses. So that is what I'm working on next. And Golden Girl Girls has that for days too. So yeah. you are set. By the yep. way, if you Google Pushing Up Roses, the YouTube channel and Twitter are the first things to pop up. There you go. So if you want to follow me and listen to me talk about stuff, it might be dead bugs or it might be games or it might be television. 
or it might be and, what I'm eating. You know, it's any of those things. So <laughs> hopefully you will find it entertaining. Exactly. And hopefully we'll have you back on again because you are wealth of knowledge in music. And I think I want people to know that about you too. So I think that's very impressive. So, okay. So for the future, um, please subscribe both on YouTube and you can check this out on all the podcast forums, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, everything like that. And finally, our goal now is to get Dom to into this oddities expo and record him just to see him freak out. Yep. Tweet it at him. Don't forget. <laughs> Tweet Dominic Noble, everyone. Tell him what you think. <laughs>